Hey everybody, welcome to the Dr. Ack Show. Hey, today I am so excited to have an incredible guest, Dr. Minkoff. It's Dr. David Minkoff. Now he's a leading physician. This guy's got 40 years of clinical experience. He's a best-selling author, an athlete, devoted family man. And I've been so impressed with him. And looking at his background, uh, this guy's compete, competed in, listen to this, 43-time Ironman triathlete. Today, he's 71 years old, and he's operated one of the most successful functional medicine clinics in the world that, again, he's been operating for more than 40 years. He specializes in functional medicine, chelation, allergy elimination, Lyme disease, uh, heavy metal toxicity, cancer. He has an integrative cancer uh, uh, therapies that he does. Uh, Parkinson's. Again, we touched on autoimmune, which is such a big thing, hormone imbalance, and a lot of great stuff. And so today we're going to talk a lot about natural medicine, healing your body with some what we call alternative. I call them first line of defense protocols, but want to welcome Dr. David Minkoff to the show. Dr. David, hey, thanks for joining me here today. Thank you, Josh. I'm a fan, so love what you're doing too, and follow you everywhere. Awesome. Hey, thanks so much. Well, I'm honored. Well, let's go ahead and dive right in. We have a lot of stuff to cover here. Um, but one of the things I would guess is you, you, if you've been practicing for over 40 years, at what point did you start practicing more functional and integrative medicine? Because I'm sure maybe, I mean, was it from, you know, five years ago, 20 years ago? Like at what point did you, did you ever like make a switch? Did you start off in more traditional medicine? Oh yeah. I did regular, I, I trained in pediatrics and did a, a fellowship in infectious disease, did, uh, was on the faculty at UC San Diego doing infectious disease research and, and, and preceptoring uh, residents. Uh, I then switched careers and went into emergency medicine. Uh, I was a hospital infection control officer. I did the regular stuff for until 1996. Uh, my wife got sick. I was working in a busy emergency room, like one of the top 100 chest pain centers in the United States. Uh, I loved emergency medicine, uh, but she got sick. She uh, had decided that she didn't like, she was, she was, she's a nurse and she got interested in alternative medicine. And you probably know Jeff Bland. She oh, became yeah. a, uh, very interested in Jeff Bland and she dragged me to Jeff Bland meetings. And then I sort of saw the light. But what happened was, is that she had the mercury in her teeth, you know, the silver fillings, which are half mercury in her teeth. And she didn't like the way they looked. And she thought that maybe they were poisoning her. So she went to a dentist who didn't know how to take them out. And he drilled them all out in one shot, no protection. And a few weeks later, she starts complaining that her thyroid is swollen and it hurts. And I'm in a hospital, big hospital emergency room. And I know all the good doctors. So I send her to the thyroid specialist. And he says, ah, she's got... Hashimoto's thyroiditis, it's an autoimmune thyroiditis. No big deal, her thyroid function's okay, there's no treatment for it, just ignore it. Then she started complaining about her right upper quadrant, her liver was hurting, and I did some liver tests and they were elevated, and then I sent her to the best liver specialist, and he said, uh, it's probably the same, he tested her with all kinds of stuff, and ultrasounds, there's no tumors there, um, there, she doesn't have hepatitis, but she's probably got the same autoimmune disease that's causing her thyroid, is causing her liver. And then shortly thereafter, I was sitting in, I remember getting up in bed or just getting out of bed one morning and she's in the bathroom and she says, Hey, I, I, I can't lift my, my shoulder up and my leg on one side feels weak. So I sent her to the neurologist and the neurologist said, ah, 
looks like MS, take these steroids, take this interferon, which at that point I was like, something is wrong here. Uh, she's, you know, she's very healthy. She was also a triathlete. You know, she always ate really clean, never ate any fast food. And so I, she really sort of instigated it, but we started like, what else could this be? Now she's a nurse and she owns a home healthcare nursing agency. And a, a guy had moved in. He had been in West Palm and he moved to Clearwater and he, on his marquee, he said, it said natural dentistry. And one day I went to pick her up and he was walking out of his office and I stopped him and I said, hey, uh, what's natural dentistry? And he says, well, most dentists think that the mouth isn't connected to the body and that you could do things in the mouth that you wouldn't do in the body, like put in poisonous mercury and leave in dead infected teeth and so forth. I said, oh, listen to this story. So I tell him her story. She went to get the mercury out. Now she's got these three autoimmune conditions. And he says, oh, she's mercury toxic, 100%. But there's no one around here who will help you with her. This is 1995, 96. Uh, you better go to Seattle. There's a guy up there who trains doctors in detoxification, heavy metal detoxification, muscle testing, all this stuff. And he will train you and then you can come back and help her. So I did that. I went out there and I spent some time with him and I learned what he, the things he knew. And I came back and I tested her and she indeed was mercury toxic. I ran the protocols on her that I learned from him and she got better. All of her symptoms within about five months went away. Her thyroid enzymes went down and her liver calmed down and her muscle strength was regained. Now we had a lot of friends that were sort of watching this go on. And after that happened, they would start calling me like I've got chronic migraines and I've got chronic arthritis and I've got this and that. And would you help me? And I'm in the emergency room. It's, it's shift work. So it was either 12, uh, 7 in the morning or 7 at night or 7 at night, 7 in the morning. But I had a couple of days free. And in her nursing office, she had an extra room. So I decided to set up there and I said, I'm not going to charge you because I'm not sure I know what I'm doing. It worked on her. But you come in and we'll just play. And it actually worked because this medicine works. And, and a lot of people got better. And it just grew. It just grew organically. We didn't promote it. We didn't do anything. Next thing you know, there was a space next to the dentist that was 3,000 square feet. And we took it over. And I left the emergency room because this was more fun. And now we have about 15,000 square feet. We have like every modality known to man in here. And it's 23 years, so, you know, I'm a student, always a student, and my wife likes it. So we go to meetings often, and we learn from other doctors, and we pick stuff up. And, you know, we get patients that we can't figure out, and we call people, and what would you do? And it's just the most exciting, fun practice that's, you know, I love what I do. So that's the story. Yeah, it's it's awesome. You know, I, I see. You know, you you started your clinic. It's called Life Works Wellness Center. And by the way, if anybody's looking for a great doctor uh, who can help them navigate so many of these twenty first century diseases, whether it be uh, you know thyroid problems like like uh, Doctor David's wife that we were talking about, their Hashimoto's thyroiditis, or 
uh, you know, a lot of the other hormone imbalances, uh, autoimmune disease, you know, check out Dr. Uh, Dr. Minkoff's clinic there. It's called LifeWorks Wellness Center. Or you can look up Dr. David Minkoff. He's there in Clearwater, Florida. And you do so many incredible uh, you know, treatments. I know you do a functional medicine, chelation, allergy elimination treatments. You do uh, biological medicine. You do ozone treatments, prolotherapy. You know, I think it's really interesting. And so we'll get into a lot of this as we go on today. I know one of the first topics though I wanted to get into that I know you've taken care of uh, people with is cancer. Talk to me a little bit about what do you see today as being the real root cause of a condition like cancer today? And what's the difference between how you would treat it, Dr. David, versus you know, another uh, you know, more, more conventional uh, you know, therapies? Okay. Back in the 1930s, early 1930s, there was a German MD, PhD named Otto Warburg. And he actually, uh, almost 100 years ago, defined what occurs when a normal cell transforms itself into a cancer cell. It basically gets poisoned. A normal cell makes energy using oxygen and the food that we eat. And it's very efficient and it's very clean. So you take in oxygen and fuel, and it gets converted into chemical energy called ATP by the cell. The waste product from that aerobic or oxygen-using metabolism is water and CO2. And we breathe off the CO2 and we pee out the water. And it's a very clean system and provides the cells with the energy that they need. That action takes place mostly in these little things inside the cell, these little energy factories called mitochondria. And they are susceptible to toxins and infections. And so we live in an environment now which is very toxin and infection overloaded. We are all inundated with this stuff. There's something like 80,000 foreign chemicals in our society that didn't exist probably 100 years ago. And we breathe them and we take them as medications and we put them on our skin and we eat them and they're part of our food and they get in our body. And if that gets into a cell, whether it's a breast cell or a prostate cell or a brain cell or a liver cell and and damages that cell such that it can no longer use oxygen in order to make energy there it has two choices one is to kill itself which is what it's supposed to do it's called autophagy it's like self-eating it's just like kill yourself sometimes the toxin has also taken out the kill switch so not only, so it can't kill itself or it doesn't kill itself. And at that point, the cell turns on genes that are present from birth, which were used in a fetal, you know, in a fetus or in an egg sperm union in order to grow a whole body. So they're growth genes. They bring blood in. They ramp up metabolism. And they send cells to all different places because in order to form the body, that has to happen. Well, these genes in an adult are supposed to be asleep. And let's say you cut your arm or your hand. Those cells will reactivate at the edges of the skin. They'll multiply. They will then, when they, when they reach the point where it's healed, they will turn off and stop. But the cancer cell can't turn it off. So cancer really is growth out of control. It's cell growth out of control. So these things start to multiply. And very early in the process, 
like when the cancer is maybe one or two millimeters big, they send off tumor stem cells into the bloodstream to circulate around. And so we find in virtually 100% of cancer patients that we see, whether they're stage one or they're stage four, if you look for circulating tumor cells in their blood, they are there. They can cause cancer in other places. So that's what cancer is. It is a, it is a result. Now, there are some people that have genetic susceptibilities, you know, where, you, where it's likelier in your body to turn on, but that doesn't guarantee that you're going to get cancer. So an example is like this BRCA gene. There are some ethnic women who have a gene that gives them a higher likelihood of breast cancer or uterine cancer. But most of it, you know, in a, in a good world where the food is clean and the environment is clean, their cancer incidence is going to be much, much lower. And if you look in the early 1900s versus now, the incidence of cancer is very high. It's even very high in children. This is a disease of lifestyle and of environment for the most part. So when we look at it, so the, the difference is chemotherapy and radiation therapy do not really take care of the tumor stem cells. They can kill the daughter cells. The only way you can take care of the, of the stem cells is your own immune system. So in the traditional sense, the therapies are put an atomic bomb in the middle of the patient and hopefully they'll survive. And some do and some don't, but most of the patients with advanced cancer do not die of the cancer, they die of the treatment. They get infections, they get their immune system suppressed. I saw a breast cancer patient this morning. She has done traditional therapy for a year. The doctor has her on the highest dose possible that he can give her of an oral chemo drug. She's got stage four breast cancer now. And she is getting transfusion every seven to 10 days because her body, her bone marrow is so suppressed from the drug. And he feels like this is the only way he's going to be able to kill that cancer. So she came here for a second opinion. Our philosophy is that if the mechanism of cancer are cells that are growing improperly, they have their own vulnerabilities. So these cancers need sugar. If people do a PET scan, that PET scan uptake is because that cancer is eating sugar. It's a radioactive sugar that it eats. So if you can starve the cancer of sugar, you can sort of put a little ding in it. You can hit a vulnerability in it. And so our method is to, you know, it would be death by a thousand cuts instead of an atomic bomb. You put someone on a strict ketogenic diet, get their blood sugar low, so they're walking around with a blood sugar in the 65 to 75 range, you're going to starve that cancer. You can feed them extra ketones if they need it, because their own cells can thrive very well on that. So their brain and their heart and their other things work fine. Tumors don't like oxygen. We can give them ozone and hyperbaric oxygen because they don't like that. It stresses them. They don't like vitamin C. We can give them lots of vitamin C. We can give them mistletoe. It's, a, it's an herbal from Germany, which kills cancer cells, okay? So there's, a, there, you know, there's, I've got a menu of a lot of things, and we do a low-dose type of chemotherapy where the dose is low enough so that it doesn't affect the bone marrow and people don't lose their hair, but we have a way to trick the cancer cells where they'll suck up a lot of the chemo and the healthy cells only take up a little bit. And so we can sort of gang up on this thing and, um, and really help people. Of course, it's not perfect and cancer is very challenging, but our methods do not, re they're not damaging to the patients and we are 
we are building their immune system at the same time. And I think it gives them a better chance. I, I, I love the wisdom you just shared, you know, and I think uh, you probably know, you may know uh, the story of my mom and she had yeah. uh, beat cancer. And it's a lot of what you're talking about. You know, she did something, I won't say it was a full blown strong uh, keto diet, but probably was very little carbohydrates. She did get into ketosis, more like 60%, you know, fat, 20% protein, maybe 15% carbs. Like her carbs were still very low. Uh, but, you know, the only carbs she was eating were, uh, blueberries, beets, and carrots were the only carbohydrates she had, you know, uh, lots of vegetables, reishi, mushroom, turmeric. She did vitamin C, chelation. We did, you know, all, a lot of the stuff you're talking about. And now she's, you know, it's been, oh goodness, you know, like, uh, see that would have been 2000. It's been about 14 years, 15 years since then. And she's still cancer free and healthy. And, you know, she's, uh, uh, 67 years old. She doesn't live far from you. She probably lives about an hour away. And my dad water skis and they run and do great. So I love hearing that story and the power of using, you know, natural medicine, using the food, using a lot of these natural means. It's, it's, uh, right. it's amazing. Hey guys, a lot of people ask me what supplements I take regularly. And one of the top three products I take every single day is SBO probiotics from Ancient Nutrition. It's the whole food supplement brand I co-founded with Jordan Rubin. Now I talk about my passion for SBOs, also known as soil-based organisms frequently. In general, SBO probiotics are so important because they are shelf-stable probiotics that are naturally resistant to the harsh environment of our upper digestive tract and our stomach. Now, Ancient Nutrition's SBO probiotics support a healthy digestive system and your immune system. The women's also has clinically studied ashwagandha, which provides support for healthy energy, reduced fatigue, and more. Plus, we add superfoods and herbs for an extra boost. And by the way, that's key. The herbs with the probiotics together, that's the ancient way to create a healthy gut and digestive system. Check out Ancient Nutrition's SBO Probiotics online or in store today. You know, the other thing um, I know that you're an expert in, and I want to cover a lot of these different topics. Another big one, and let me ask this too. Well, you, you talked about keto. You know, what are some of the other conditions or health problems that you use the keto diet with? I always use it in neurological disease, at least as a trial. Or Lyme, people with Lyme who have severe neural, you know, neuropathy. They've got tingling, burning, they can't think. Um, they maybe have, have seizures because it seems to calm down the nervous system. You know, originally it was used in children for, for seizure disorders. Johns Hopkins University, right back probably 30 years ago. They had children who had seizures even though they were on full medication and they put them on a ketogenic diet and many of those uh, children stopped having seizures and they were even able to get off their medicine. So it seems to be calming for the nervous system. So I always try it in MS or Parkinson's, um, Alzheimer's or premature, or premature Alzheimer's because I, if I can get the patient to do it and get into good ketosis, I think it really helps them. And many of them will just continue it because they can feel it. And I have people with seizure disorders where when they're in good ketosis, they don't have seizures and they go off and they cheat and then they'll have a seizure. So always in those groups. Sometimes I use it in athletes. Some athletes, uh, especially endurance athletes, 
on a ketogenic diet can do really well. Their body learns how to burn fat. They can use water and electrolytes for their, you know, during competition, but their body becomes very efficient at fat burning. And uh, some people do really well on it. I did it for three years doing Ironman events. And you get, you get really adapted to it where you just don't need to eat. Yeah. You no. Know? <laughs> and so those are, the, those are probably the three main groups, cancer and neurological disease. Some athletes, uh, it, you know, I'd sort of tailor it to the patient. Yeah. I mean, those are pretty much the exact conditions I used it for and very similar too as well. A little bit with diabetes, weight loss. Yeah. yeah and I forgot to mention that I have, I have some type one diabetics that are off insulin. Yeah. Because they, you know, their fasting insulins are 1.5, 1.6, 2.0. They are making some insulin. And if we can calm down their pancreas and the autoimmunity that's going on or the virus going on in their pancreas, they make enough insulin that if they're really careful with their carbohydrates, they don't need insulin and their blood sugars are in good range. Yeah, incredible. Well, I know another big thing that we, we see growing today, which you've brought up several times, including with your wife, is autoimmune disease. Everything from lupus to Hashimoto's thyroiditis to, uh, you know, a, a number of, you know, problems, arthritis that people are struggling with today. Um, talk to me about how you treat autoimmune disease. Like, what, what are some of the most effective th therapies? What's some of the root cause there? But, you know, is there a specific diet? What are some of the best supplements and things that you've done to see improvements with your patients with autoimmune illness? Almost everybody, probably 99.9%. .9 the origin of their autoimmune disease or this, the sort of bottom layer level of why did they get autoimmune is that they have a problem with their gut and their gut is leaking materials into their bodies that their body shouldn't see. So if the digestive system is working properly, you eat a steak or a piece of chicken or some tofu, doesn't matter, a protein, and it's supposed to get digested down into individual proteins are made up of individual little pieces called amino acids. And it's like an alphabet. There's 22 amino acids and you put them together in different combinations and you get different proteins. So like growth hormone is a protein. There's, I think, 89 amino acids in that chain. Insulin is a protein. There's 142 amino acids in that chain or something like that. Muscle is a protein. There's something like an actin, which is the major muscle protein. There's something like 5,600 amino acids per fiber of that muscle protein. So when you eat it, in order for our body to utilize it, it has to chop them up into little pieces, which is what digestion is, so that there's individual amino acids. Those get absorbed in the body. They go to the cells and the cells reconstruct everything. If there's damage to the interior environment of the lining of the intestine. It's a single cell layer lining. It isn't very thick and there's glue that holds them together and that can be injured. Virtually all pharmaceuticals from aspirin to Advil to Tylenol to steroids to blood pressure medicine causes injury to that intestinal lining and causes it to leak. The, the, the glue that holds it together gets more porous. Glyphosate, which is in virtually Everything everybody's eating breaks the glue down, okay? Chemicals, other pesticides break the glue down. If you have parasites and bad bacteria growing in your gut, it breaks the glue down. Now you eat that piece of steak and that muscle fiber comes through 
And before it's actually chopped up and digested, because there's a hole in the intestinal membrane, it goes through as a protein fiber, not as an amino acid. And 80% of your immune system is right on the other side of that cell. And its job is to spot foreign proteins and not let them into the body. Now, if we were cannibals, you could have a leaky gut and probably get away with it because it's human proteins. But cows are a little different and soybeans are a little different and peanuts and cashews are different. Their proteins are different. But if they get through whole and the immune system sees them as foreign proteins, it will make an anti-protein against them, an antibody. And those antibodies get in the system and then they do a, this looks like that, so it must be that. My cartilage looks like the cartilage that was in the chicken soup that I ate, you know, the, the collagen protein. And I better attack it because my gut is being overwhelmed with all these things coming in and it's causing me stress and the immune system's up, upregulated so much. So I'm going to start to attack my joints. And now we call that rheumatoid arthritis. Or it's going to attack my kidneys and we call that lupus nephritis. Or it's going to attack my myelin on my on the sheath around my nerve cells and we're gonna call that MS. It's all the same disease. And I have had many, many patients where they come in with a sedimentation rate that's very high and a positive rheumatoid factor and positive anti-nuclear antibody and you heal them up first starting with their gut, but they may have other co-infections, Lyme and Epstein-Barr and herpes type six and these other things, parasites, and you can get these things cleared up those proteins that the body is making, the anti-nuclear antibody protein or the Hashimoto's thyroid peroxidase protein, once the, the, the entry into the body of these foreign things stops and the infections are under control, the body stops making those proteins. And you see the thyroid peroxidase come down, the ANA comes down, the rheumatoid factor comes down, and they go away. And then you look at that patient and you say, they ask you, well, do I still have rheumatoid arthritis or Hashimoto's thyroiditis? No, you don't, because they aren't real diseases. These are conditions where the body is trying to handle a problem. And unfortunately, it's sort of like friendly fire. It attacks itself in the process. And it is reversible. I love it. It's great. You know, and I think a lot of times people go to their doctor, their 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 physicians, Dr. Minkoff, and they get diagnosed with a condition that they tend to think is for their life. You know, if somebody has type two diabetes or Hashimoto's thyroiditis, they think I have to live with this for the rest of my life. And as you're saying, you know, these are things that you can treat all naturally as you're, as you're describing, which I think, again, is so important for people to understand. You know, one of the things in Chinese medicine is they don't give you a diagnosis of a disease. What they do is they say, you have this pattern, you have a, you know, a, kidney chi deficiency or you don't have enough you know movement or you know uh, you know chi in your lungs like there's all of these different things and so i think a lot of times too people take on these conditions and they start saying i have fibromyalgia it becomes part of their identity yeah. which i think you know obviously isn't healthy as well and look at this with cancer patients i mean how many cancer patients if you just told somebody even if they didn't have it that they had cancer what does that do to their mind i mean it's just you know it's a right. big deal. You know, and I don't mean to totally disparage regular approaches. I, I saw a guy this morning who was having a heart attack and he went to the hospital and he had a stent put in and they saved his life. 
but he ended up being on um, a high dose of a statin drug because all cardiology patients go on statin drugs. And he was given extra medicine to keep his heart, you know, so that it wouldn't pump his heart as well. And he ended up where he could barely walk around because the heart pumping ability, it's, it's called ejection fraction, ought to be around 60%. And his was around 25 and he had trouble walking around. Now he's, he, he's a, he, he works a horse farm and he's a, he's an expert rider and he's used to being a really active guy and he could barely move. So he came in here after he had a stents put in and he was wondering what to do. I ordered some labs on him and I found that and then they had him on two drugs, a beta blocker and a calcium channel blocker, because they wanted to keep his heart from actually doing too much. So, you know, I saw his, so he came back today at six weeks. He came in here and I took him off the statin and I took him off the aspirin and I took him, I, his blood pressure was only 90 over 60 when he came in here the first time. And I took him off the beta blocker and I left him on the calcium channel blocker because I didn't want to do too much too fast. And then we did this treatment called ECP. It's a way to restore blood circulation in the circulation without using a stint. So it's mm. a it's a it's a compression therapy. And we put him on some chelation and we gave him some ozone. And now he's starting to exercise. And I got his labs back today and his cholesterol, he's on a he's on the cholesterol medicine. His total cholesterol is 101. Oh you know? And his, of course, he has no testosterone because testosterone gets made out of cholesterol. Yep. And so he said, I've lost six pounds of muscle since they put me on this because I can't, I'm just wasting away. So, you know, and then the other thing is, he, so his blood pressure was even lower today. And his, his potassium levels in his red blood cells and his magnesium levels in his red blood cells were just like, no, nowhere. So there was like, his emergency treatment was really good and they saved his life. But then there had to be a transition to, okay, how did he get in this mess in the first place? And what can we do to unwind this so that we can restore him to full ability to live? He's, he's only 70 years old and, and have a good life and not be on so much medication that it's actually crippling. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I totally agree. There's this thing to where you're right. We've got one of the best emergency medical systems in the world, but healthcare is one of the worst, you know? So obviously that's why I appreciate you stepping up and all the things you're doing here in this natural healthcare realm. You know, I saw you do so many different types of really unique therapies, things that maybe some people haven't heard of. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about ozone. You've mentioned ozone therapy a couple of times. What is ozone? What conditions do you use it for? How, how does that help the body in healing? So I learned ozone from the father of ozone therapy in the United States. His name is Frank Schallenberger. Uh, he's in Nevada. And uh, 25 years ago, he, he discovered ozone in Germany. Now, ozone, the oxygen that we breathe is O2. So it's two oxygens together. Ozone is O3. It's three of them together. Ozone is made, you pr probably everyone's heard of the ozone layer of the atmosphere. The upper atmosphere, there is a layer of ozone. And that ozone gets made because if a lightning bolt hits an O2, it can split it into two O1s, two singlet oxygen molecules. They are unstable. They will not stay as O1. They'll either right, combine right away, or if there's an O2 in the neighborhood, they will jump on the O2 and produce an O3. So it's a charged molecule. It has a negative charge. Almost all of the pollutants in the atmosphere have a positive charge. 
So if the ozone combines the minus with the plus, it will take those particles out of circulation. And one of the reasons why it smells fresh after a lightning storm is because the air actually is cleaned with ozone. Now, ozone has been used in air freshener systems, in swimming pools, because that O3 negative charge, if it latches onto a bacteria, will kill it, or a parasite, or a fungus, and it will also latch on to other pollutants and clean things up. So on the one hand, it's sort of an antibiotic, antiviral, kills stuff, and our body makes peroxides and ozonides in our white blood cells to kill bacteria. This is a natural thing that the body normally does. Now, there's a couple other things that ozone does. And one of them is it upregulates things like glutathione peroxidase and SODs to increase your antioxidant status. There's some really interesting studies about people who did prophylactic ozone, which means they weren't sick, but they were getting an ozone treatment once or twice a week, usually rectally. They just would put six ounces of ozone gas in a little, you know, in a syringe, put it up their bum and pull it out, and they had an ozone treatment. That ozone would go into the body. It upregulates the immune system. They followed several thousand people over a, about a 15-year period where half of them got the real ozone and half of them didn't get ozone. And they found that the ones who got into catastrophic medical conditions, they had a severe heart attack and were going to die or car accident or bursted appendix. The guys who had been getting prophylactic ozone had, I think, a 60 or 70% better survival rate than the ones who weren't getting it. Wow. So even if you're not sick, ozone is good for you. Wow. The other thing with ozone is that it, it cleans up mitochondria in the body. In the mitochondria, there is a, a, a form of a B vitamin. It's, it's, it's niacin. And the, the niacin has to have a, there's, a, there's two forms of it. There's a form that's it's called NADH and then NAD. And the way that the, the, way that the energy is captured from the food is it, it's, it's done through, the, it's a switch of this molecule from an NAD to an NADH. And ozone resets that. And so it's supposed to be at a ratio of about 600 to 1, and most people are walking around with 300 or 400 to 1, and when you reset it, the mitochondria get more efficient and they work better. So ozone is a tremendous performance enhancer. Like you give ozone to athletes, they run faster, they bike faster, they jump higher. I tested myself before I ever did any ozone treatments. I was on a stationary bike, and I measured what my heart rate was at, at just below my sort of what's called lactic threshold. And so I was doing 200 watts. My heart rate was 158. And I could sustain that for it's through like an Ironman. So I could do that for six hours. I did 10 ozone treatments, two a week for five weeks. I retested it. At 200 watts now, my heart rate wasn't 158. It was 138. Wow. And at 158, I could push 215 watts. That is a huge difference. Nobody gave me any foreign substance. It's just oxygen. It did a reset on my body, and it's quite remarkable. I had a guy yesterday who came in, and he's a he's a cyclist, and at the same at the same intensity, he has a nine beat slower same output as what he did before his ten ozone treatment. So this is a it's it's like it's nature's cure all. You can have a you know you can have a bad wound, and you can 
You can put ozone around that and you can help heal it. You can have an infection. We put ozone in joints because it sets off a healing reaction. So people with arthritis or fibromyalgia, you inject ozone in these places and it helps them with their pain. Now, I didn't see this listed, but I'm very familiar with regenerative medicine. Is that prolozone? Yes, prolozone is usually what we put in first is a mixture of B vitamins, a homeopathic remedy called Tremil, a little bit of a procaine, a little bit of a local anesthetic. And then that is put into the area, say it's the joint or the back where the pain is. And then as soon as it's in there, you just take the syringe off. You have a syringe full of ozone. You put it on the needle right in place and you inject five or 10 cc's of ozone right in that area and pull it out. We see a lot of pain patients and in four to six ozone treatments done every other or every third week, about better than 80% of the time that patient's pain will go away. Wow. And actually lasts quite a long time. With no surgery, it's not invasive. You know, it's a needle prick, but it's not. Well, I can say I've, I've had a very similar treatment done with PRP, stem cell prolotherapy. And I know that the results are really incredible. I know that I had injured my low back doing CrossFit a few years ago. And anyways, I noticed those treatments helped. My wife had uh, torn her ACL back in high school. So I had some knee pain and started doing it and seeing results. So if anybody out there is listening to this and you have chronic pain, neck pain, low back pain, knee pain, hip pain pain anywhere in your body doing something like prolozone, PRP stem cells, gray. And again, hey, if you're in there, if you're in the state of Florida or willing to fly somewhere, I want to encourage you guys, check out Dr. Minkoff's clinic. Right now, I'm, uh, we're, we're talking to Dr. David Minkoff. He's been practicing medicine for 43 years. He's been practicing functional medicine for over 25 years. In fact, he's one of the first people uh, when you connect with Jeffrey Bland to start practicing functional medicine in the United States. And so last couple of things, David, for just the average person listening to this, what are some of the biggest game changers we can do to help our health? I'd love to hear from you. What is one, uh, you know, one thing diet related, one thing supplement related, and one thing lifestyle related you think, hey, if, if everybody could do this or take this, the majority of people... I think they'd see an improvement in their overall health. Uh, organic food's a must. It's a have to. I start everybody on a paleo type diet yeah. normally as a start. Just avoid grains and beans and nightshade vegetables, meat, fish, eggs, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. Do it for six weeks. In many people, it'll change your life. Your guttle, your, your, your belly will calm down, your stools will become normal, your constipation will go away, your aches and pains will get better, and you will sleep better. So you can't, you can't eat your way to health by eating badly. You can't do it. It's the most primary thing, what keeps us alive, food and water and air. So we're going to breathe anyway, but food is, is number one. I think in terms of supplements, uh, we manufacture a supplement called Perfect Amino. It is a mixture of eight essential amino acids. If you go to bodyhealth.com, which is the website for the, for the vitamin company, there is, my book is there and you can get it free. It's called The Search for the Perfect Protein. I think virtually everybody I see, whether they're high end athlete or they're chronically ill, they have amino acid deficiencies. And since the body is made out of proteins, which are made out of amino acids, if you put those in the body, your body will get better. You'll detoxify better, your enzymes will get better, your energy will get better, your hair will grow better, and it will help you. So as a supplement, that's like, I give, I do that. 
The other part of this is that you got to get outside and move and get some real sunshine and you got to sleep enough to recover your body. And if you can do those things, <laughs> you can have health. Uh, and I, I guess the other thing is that, that the, the whole spiritual aspect of it, which is, you know, you're an immortal spiritual being, whether you know it or not, and you need nurturing as an immortal spiritual being with like-minded people and people who make you feel better and not worse. And there, you know, there is a creator and it's there and it's, you, you, you can't have a full life unless you embrace that because that's what we are. So I think if you do those things, you can have a happy long life. And I think we were put here for a reason and you can accomplish that reason. You know, I couldn't agree more. You know, I have a, my, my grandfather who passed away last year, lived to be 96 years old, and he was still running around and moving at 96. And, you know, the thing that I, that I saw that really caused him to live as long as he did was he lived with purpose. You know, he had a good, he had an amazing relationship with God. Uh, he had an amazing relationship with his family. I know that I got to go to their 50th year, you know, uh, wedding anniversary. I know you've been married to your wife for 50 years. You guys are active together. You got a lot of grandkids running around. So anyways, I just wanted to head on. I mean, that, that is, as you're saying, it's such an important part, knowing our identity, a purpose, having a mission in life. Uh, man, what, you know, probably maybe the most important thing, you know, that we can do to really stay healthy. Um, well, Dr. David, I want to say thank you so much for your brilliance. I love the information you talked about with so many things, everything from natural cancer treatments to autoimmune disease to all the things we talked about with things like ozone therapy. And again, hey, congrats, 43 triathlons. You know, I've done two half Ironman triathlons. It's been a while, but to do 43 full Ironman, man, I'm like, I am impressed. And just want to say, hey, thanks for all your wisdom. I really appreciate you. Thanks, Josh. Uh, Love talking to you. Really enjoyed it. And like I said, I, I follow you. And I think what you're doing for people is really valuable. And keep it up. Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks again to Dr. David Minkoff. We'll be back next week with another episode here. I'll, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Doc. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure to go to my recent Instagram post and let me know what your favorite part of the show was. Also, don't forget to follow me at Dr. Josh Axe there on Insta, where I cover the latest health trends, natural medicine, and so much more. Also, if you're loving this podcast, do me a big favor, head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Thanks so much for being on mission with me. See you next week. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. In some cases, individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein.